This week, we discover that dance hall crashers have never actually crashed a dance hall. Stay tuned. Welcome to On The Upbeat. I'm Matt. Hey there, I'm RJ Phoenix, and welcome to your new favorite ska podcast. Unless you've been here before, then welcome back to your favorite ska podcast. And if you're here and you keep coming back and you don't like us, thanks for not liking us, but keep coming back. Yeah, we appreciate the streams and the downloads. Yes, it looks, thanks. It looks good for our our all our advertisers, which we do not have. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Didn't we have an advertiser once that, like, wallet chains did not? Oh, I am. Yeah, of course. A wallet chains, wallet ch- uh, uh, Rudy Brew, the energy drink. Yeah, of course. Legitimate products. Actual things. <laughs> we do have a wonderful show planned for you, uh, but unfortunately that won't be happening because uh, we decided to throw that out and do something different. Uh, oh, so we'll Matt, see how this Matt, goes. Matt, why are you selling this <laughs> short? Now people are going to be like, I'm not going to listen. I, I, he, he said it's not great. Matt, Setting it's low ex- fake it till you make it. Why do you think I tell everyone it's their favorite pot? Scott podcast this year. Low, fake it till you make it. Low expectations, high execution. That's the way we go. Oh, do we really accomplish that second part? <laughs> no, not 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 at all, ever. All right, RJ, why don't you tell us about our guest this week? <laughs> why don't you tell us about the guest? Okay, I will. So we, we have uh, Jamie and Alan from uh, Not From Concentrate. And uh, well, welcome to our show. <laughs> Thank you for having us. Glad to be here. How you all doing this evening? Uh, we're pretty good. You know, it's, it's, it's almost nine o'clock over here <laughs> on the East Coast. You know, on a Monday night, so doing as best as we can be doing on a Monday night. <laughs> woo, Mondays, woo! Yeah. Woo! Garfield said it right. Oh, <laughs> uh, that cat. How, how this is a very cat-centric episode. Even in the pre-show, we were talking about kitty cats, so just... That sounds like it. your sponsor, Fancy Feast. Hey, Fancy Ooh. Feast, out there. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm more of a dog person. Uh, dogs right, are better. <laughs> That's true. I mean, you can have competing, you know, sponsors. Um, well, I guess they're not competing because they're different, completely different animals. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right. All right. It all comes from Purina. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. All right. Uh, so, um, you know, uh, Jamie, Alan, how was your weekend? How Anything exciting happened over the weekend? Play any shows? Do anything? What um, was this weekend? Yeah, but was <laughs> um, it must have been uh, a rage. No, actually, we didn't. We didn't play this weekend. Um, but we we have been finishing up a single that we're going to be dropping on Valentine's Day. So we it's the first one that we've actually been doing t- totally DIY. Awesome. We built a studio in our house. Um, it's it's been kind of fun, but kind of scary. And we're like, do we know how to do this? Mostly scary. <laughs> like, uh. It's. It, we think it sounded all right. We think it sounded all right. No, so yeah, we're excited. It was a cool way, like that we ended up doing it because um, uh, I like uh, freelance, like um, like I hustle like music lessons, like one on one with like student, like kids after school and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, an old uh, college friend, uh, Paul Bushman, he um, he has now three kids. God bless him. Um, <laughs> and I teach two of them. And I bartered uh, drum tracks for free lessons for a couple of months. Um, nice. yeah, he, 
Um, he, cool he's way to get drum tracks. He used to drum with uh, King Django. So okay, he's got some experience. So we're like, Paul, hey, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> and it's been fun though. It's been really cool doing this other side of it, and we're we're excited to you know just you know finally put something out that's totally homegrown. So we've been putting a lot of work into that. That's been a lot of time, you know. So awesome. our next show is not until February. We're playing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you know any anything about New York City ska, but there's uh, this guy Ryan that's been putting together all these shows. It's called Oh, uh, DJ Ryan Midnight. Yeah, yeah. Ryan Midnight. Yeah. yeah. So we're playing uh, one of his shows in February in Manhattan. Sweet. Very cool. It's awesome. RJ, how was your weekend? Anything exciting happen? Uh, I mean, I did chores around the house. Um, that was fun. I pulled weeds for about two hours. That was an absolute joy. Uh, other than that, no, it's, I, I, I had a pretty relaxing weekend, to be honest. Not too much going on. Um, yeah, just took care of the kitties, took care of the wife. Did you really? Ha- did you really just say that you had a good time pulling weeds? Is that? I mean, you just sit down there. Yeah, yeah. You listen to a put a podcast on your headphones and you just chill you out. Now you have poison ivy and poison oak, and you know. <laughs> As I said, they, I mean, I live in the middle of Los Angeles. I haven't seen those since uh, my Midwest days. Uh, but yeah, no, it was exactly like Jamie said. Pretty zen, just pretty much. Uh, yeah, sitting there pulling weeds. All right, to each their own. I mean, it was basically pulling anything because they're not supposed to be anything growing in my uh, pulling anything front yard, according <laughs> to the HOA. So oh. it's just really a, it's a about a twelve foot by like three foot patch of uh, right. rocks. And, you know, when it rains, like it's been in L.A., little things spread up and it's time to get rid of them. Yeah. Well, everything's dead here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've just been like, look at our grass. It's dead. <laughs> dead. Look at all, everything's dead. Look at all that dead brown grass <laughs> and all those lifeless it like trees. Crap in a couple months. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Uh, How about what, you, Matt? What would you do this weekend, buddy? Uh, not a whole lot. A whole lot of... Uh, Sort of just lounging around. Megan's still recovering from her surgery at the beginning of January, so of course uh, we we weren't too active today. Though I sat outside in the rain for uh, like an hour and a half today. <laughs> uh, Got to protect them kitties. So I don't think we've ever actually talked well, about thanks. it. I don't think we talked about it. I back at the beginning of December, I started uh, sort of like working as a crossing guard so i uh just you know it's only like an hour and a half a day uh and i don't always do it every day um so yeah so but today it was raining so and guess what crossing guards go out in the rain and uh i i I almost want to find out what that limit is though like at what point do i just go screw this i'm not sitting out here i'm gonna die uh, I haven't met that That's limit. His mom's is a crossing guard. She's been doing it for like 20 years. Yeah, I can find out for you with the limits. Does <laughs> <laughs> your mom stand out in torrential monsoon rain? She probably wears an umbrella hat and stuff, yeah. you know? So, yeah, I, yeah, I definitely had... The we'll other give you some tips. <laughs> the other day, it was windy, and it was hard to hold the sign. Like, the stop sign just kept... I, like, seriously, when I Matt, first time Matt, I stood Matt, up... Matt, what? you're a grown-ass man. It was not hard to hold that sign. When you hit a car. When you, when you weren't... They, remember, they would stop then. It, when you weren't expecting it, and you first time you stood up, it almost <laughs> slipped out of my hand, because I just... 
didn't think about it. And then, yeah, every other time it was fine because I expected it. But, yeah. So I sat in the rain today, so that was good. But it wasn't that bad. Like, it actually was mostly sprinkling. Um, so, yeah. So, um, no, nothing really exciting. Um, unless I'm forgetting something. But, oh, well. Probably wasn't that important anyways. Uh, the real question, do you get the vest? I do, which which sucks because my last name is Vest. So uh, that doesn't... That Vest's Vest. Yeah, that's not so cool. <laughs> yeah, that's not so cool. No one wants that. All right, uh, speaking of things uh, no one wants, here's some ska news. <laughs> what? Rude girls and rude boys too. Grab that right and send that sentence that we're telling you. Yes, Ska News. I was just joking. Everyone wants Ska News. Yeah, what is this, like a Joss Whedon script where everything <laughs> we got to undercut with like a joke about how it sucks? Like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Have you not <laughs> met me? Um, so I, 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 I like twice. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess twice only in person, yes. That's yeah. true. That's true. Um, all right. So uh, first up, we have some Amy Gabin, the Almost Famous news. Uh, Amy Gabin, the Almost Famous, announced uh, that they would be starting a Kickstarter campaign to finish their new record and go on tour. Uh, Amy Gabba and the Almost Famous, they're actually from Canada, if you didn't know that. Uh, so they want to do some touring and do, I think they want to make it out to the States. So um, they started a Kickstarter cap campaign and for backing this campaign, you can receive exclusive rewards like signed merch, exclusive vinyl colors, t-shirts and more campaign ends March 25th. And uh, I'll put a link in the show notes for that. So uh, yeah, check out uh, Amy Gabba and the almost famous and what they have going on pretty excited about that sweet rj what already, you got i already threw down for that I, i'll admit oh. i was like I, I need at least a digital copy of that record the first the first dp was so good so it was yes. yeah it's awesome looking forward to the full length uh, yeah never heard of them so that's great that's cool a new band to listen to check heck yeah <laughs> uh so a little bit of ska news from me is uh one of my favorite ska bands out of japan the ska Mots, put out a brand new album it is called Nekodimashi. Uh, that means cat tricks. And like every other Skamots release, there's a cute little kitty cat on the cover. Uh, and I decided to pick the song Alien Steps to uh, share with you all today.
If you like ska and alien space sounds, then this is the record for you. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> yeah, sounds good. I, I've, I've just been waiting for that album to come. They've dropped a couple singles, and I was just like, when's the album coming? And they absolutely surprised me by uh, releasing it last week, and I was very happy. Yes, surprise albums are always a good oh, time. I do like it. I do like it. Especially just the slightest inkling. Like, okay, a couple singles. Ooh, uh, uh, ooh another single. Uh, oh, here it is, the whole thing. Like, I, I enjoy that. Yeah, yeah. We were just saying some of our favorite uh, skas out of Japan. Obviously, love Tokyo Ska Paradise Orchestra. Oh, yeah. I mean, Suzaphone with your, with your logo on it. Can't. <laughs> but also Yum Yum Orange, which probably isn't around anymore. No, I'm pretty sure and they broke up. Yeah. They were so fun. I think uh, 2017 was when their last release was out. Something like that. Yeah. they. I really, really liked them. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, uh, on Monday, January 30th, Bad Time Records announced that they would also be starting a Kickstarter for a new documentary slash concert film. Uh, it is titled, This is New Tone. It will be a concert... Uh, film and documentary centered around the 2023 Bad Time Records tour featuring We Are the Union, Catbite, Kill Lincoln, Bad Operation, Omnigon, Jay Navarro and the Traders, and more. Much in the spirit of the film Dance Craze, uh, the film will primarily center around a multi-camera live performance uh, from throughout the tour, but will also... Uh, document the bands and the crew as they embark on this full U.S. Uh, tour. So uh, you can go to, um, I actually think it's just uh, thisisnewtone.com and uh, it'll kick you over to the the, um, the Kickstarter campaign. And uh, yeah, f- you know, they got, they got all the perks. You, if you're going to want the film on VHS, they're going to have it on VHS. Now, that, I read, only has like 100 copies. So if you're a VHS lover, you should have already jumped on it because it's probably already gone by the time this podcast goes up. Oh, Jamie is holding up a VCR. <laughs> and uh, I found that um, I went to my parents. It they- says it works <laughs> on a post-it. <laughs> I my parents in their apartment building. And um, yeah, I found that where the garbage is. And I was like, just for the bad time records, VHS. That's funny. That's funny. So, um, yeah. And of course there's, uh, of course, digital copies of of the film going to be available. Um, you know, shirts, merch, sign things. And, uh, you know, if you want to be in it, there's that level too, but, uh, you might want to join some friends to save up for that level. Um, so exciting things. Hey, there's um, people with more common sense, uh, less common sense than money. You know, they might. That's true. They might want to back uh, at a high dollar amount. I'm not saying I'm in that position anymore, but <laughs> uh, you know, it can, uh, stranger things have happened. Yeah, and I also like totally threw down for that too because you know I'm that's I'm just that guy. I used to back so many Kickstarters for ska bands. The last one I actually did was the uh, Flying Raccoon suit. It's just like. Shortly after that, it seemed like doing Kickstarters like kind of like died down for a while, and it's just very surprising that two came up within like days of each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
excited. Yeah, there's another one. There's a, I don't know if you know the band Jokers or Public. They're also, they just did a Kickstarter, started a Kickstarter. They're from Jersey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We know Austin pretty well. Yeah, they um, did it for their tour back in, that they did back in. Was December. it Kickstarter or was that Indiegogo? Oh, it might have been Indiegogo. Yeah. yeah. I, I got the t-shirt. I'm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, cool things happening, excited. And, uh, yeah. So, um, not from concentrate. We're going to talk to you. And, uh, you know, the first question that we always ask our guest is how did you get into ska music? What is your ska music origin story? Uh, Alan, why don't you start? Why don't you tell us how you got into ska music? Um, (laughs) So, uh, so I, as Jamie holds up our uh, blind cat, Bud. Hey, Bud. Aw, hey, Bud. Uh, because we actually keep rotating drummers so much, um, we named him after the drummer of Sublime. <laughs> um, uh, um, so I got into uh, um So when I was a teenager, I was like into internet forums and like a lot of old school hip hop, and was um, on like uh, Jazzy Jeff Fresh Prince board, um, and was like chit chatting with some folks and. Um, uh, one of them, we were talking about like other styles of music, and uh, one of them was like, "Oh, do you um, know Scott?" And then uh, she sent me like uh, just a girl or like a couple of No Doubt tracks. I'm like, "Oh, this is cool." Um, and then kind of went to and then discovered CD Baby soon after, and then discovered Suburban Legends, and immediately found like uh, like the Virgin City parties um, at the Knitting Factory, and uh, yeah, <laughs> that was pretty much like. And then I brought along uh, Jamie with me when, um, uh, in, <clears throat> when I started college and uh, figured I was like, I want to start a band. <laughs> so well, yeah. he's, he's old. So, uh, <laughs> I, one year, one year. <laughs> I want to so, say that so far, Alan, you have the most unique and random how I got into ska story and it's now most people they kind of get into it because of like oh their friend some have even said i started playing in a ska band that's how kind of ska but you got into it because of dj jazzy jeff and the fresh friends <laughs> and i think that is hilarious and awesome so yeah, yeah <laughs> I I love Will Smith. I love DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. So I think it's great. I mean, we are 23 years into the new millennium. (laughs) It's true. We are. (laughs) Uh, People don't mention that enough. It is. Um, (laughs) All right. Uh, Jamie, why don't you tell us how you got into ska? Alan kind of gave a little bit away of your story, but how did you you get into ska? Maybe some early records you were into? Um, I didn't like ska at all. Um, in high school, I was like, WTF is this? Like, I was really into like, like Zeppelin doors and like, you know, stuff like that. Green Day was like my threshold. You know, that was like, as like, I guess, poppy and like, as I'd get. And when I got to college, I was like, you know, I, I met. We, we were both on our college radio station. He had an all-ska show, naturally. Nice. Um, definitely playing songs he wasn't supposed to play, you know. Yeah, but, uh, but I met him and a couple other friends and that had started a band, like you were just saying. And I was like, 
I just really want to be in a band. So I joined and they're like, this is a ska band. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> and they're like, just play on the upbeat. <laughs> Shameless plus. <laughs> um, and I was like, all right, fine. I just really need to be in a band. We'll see where this goes. But I was like, but I'm going to bring my own influence in if you want me to stick around. And like, you know, so it became this kind of hodgepodge grunge slash ska where it's kind of where we're at now we call it scrunch awesome so yeah. i mean but then he started into you know alan and, and our original singer margaret and they, they brought me to shows that's really how it got me into it seeing it and seeing feeling the vibe seeing the love see just the scene itself you know that you didn't see in other scenes it's yeah. really a different scene. It was really cool. And the bands would talk to you and it just felt like one big family. And I was like, I like this, this is cool. You know, you get to, you really, really just got to know people, you know, like we became friends with King Django. We played in his band, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's not like, oh, wow, look at their celebrity status. They'll never speak to me kind of stuff. It was like, no, we're all in this together in a way. Fans, bands, doesn't matter. Most of the people who are fans are in bands. So it was, <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, I was, that's, you know, really what got me hooked into his live shows. Awesome. Yeah. I think that's a, I mean, I've seen it in some other uh, scenes, um, but those usually are a very small local level. As far as a big, like national and international scene, like Scott really is one of those things that like everybody just was like cool with being pals with each other. And like, there's no real divide between stage uh, and not on stage. And I think it's great. And it really is. I think what keeps me part of it and I think it's what draws people in is that community that we have. And I think it's a really special thing. And I'm glad Jamie, you saw that firsthand and that's kind of tugged, tugged you into the scene further. Like you're not just in a ska band. Now that you've seen a ska show, you are a part of us. <laughs> not colds or anything. Yeah. <laughs> No, for the longest time, my friends were like making fun of me. They're like, "What are you doing? Like, you're like a rocker. What are you? What are you playing, man? What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm having fun." Yeah, like yeah. that's what I'm doing. So, what year did uh, Not for Concentrate get their start? Uh, 2008. What were Full the What were the, What were those early days like? Me yelling. <laughs> <laughs> We had like nine members, like every stop in. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and it was a lot of like um, me stalking people in like our college jazz band. Um, yeah. Because like, we were all music majors. Than the other guy. You want to join my band? We were lucky <laughs> that because we're all music majors. So the whole jazz band was pretty much in the band at some point. Yeah. You know, the whole music department was pretty much in the band at some point. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I thankfully was able to like sweet talk the secretary who had. Um, uh, give me like the master key. Okay, don't give this away. What if they're, what if they're listening? I'm not naming. <laughs> in there till like one a.m. and they trusted us because like I was an honors student <laughs> in our college, and they were like, "Oh, this child will do nothing wrong. They have a 4.0 GPA." Yeah, sure. We forever love you, Doctor Kahan. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. The CSI music department. Keep don't, it not from concert going. Don't worry. But yeah, we. Used to in our college like uh music rooms and our pra in the practice rooms and stuff like that where we could my bedroom in my mom's house we'd have the whole band in there like no joke and she'd be downstairs like this is so cute and be like, bah, 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 bah. so so a little chaotic sounds like those early days yeah mm -hmm. then we had the great schism 
like like the like the Catholic Church back in the day, you know. <laughs> well, no, I think I think well, we the band breaks up every time we release something in some capacity. <laughs> like, we lose members, we gain members, and now we're a trio, and we're like good. No more. And we're, we're like, we're probably the only ska band out there and, and actually Jokers, which is cool. That It's like a trio. Yeah. We're like, we can't stand any people anymore. So was it sort of like, <laughs> was it to like simplify things or was it to like, look, horn sections just complicate sh- stuff. Like, is it just, was it, um, so what, now was it a conscious choice of just being over too many members or is it sort of a reluctant you know. Um, I mean, it kind of, I mean, it dwindled like a lot of, um, folks, like one of our, uh, saxophone players, um, Jim, Jim Fletcher, he, um, uh, he actually ended up joining the army. So he ended up leaving, like he dropped out of college and like, you know, did that for, for a minute. Um, uh, our, our trombone player, Miles James, he, um, uh, no, he just like disappeared. He disappeared. Uh-oh. <laughs> He's alive. I know yeah. that. No, no, he, we see him he, once he actually, in a while. He's a room. Oh. He's rooms with our first singer, Margaret, which is kind of small world. But um, it's uh, kind of like it was a weird time because you know we were yeah. in college when the band was really starting, and then we graduate, and people go off and do their thing. Sure. Yeah. And it was hard to you know, a lot of people leave. We're from Staten Island, New York. Right. I don't know how, how much you know about New York City, but uh, Staten Island's the the forgotten borough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunate home of Pete Davidson. Yeah. You know, my mom said I looked like Pete Davidson yesterday. I was like, Mom! <laughs> like, she's like, why'd you dye your hair? You look like that guy. I was like, anyway. But it just got hard, you know. We got a little older. People started getting married, having families. And it just right. became, like, really hard to keep to keep schedules, you know, to play gigs. And, you know, like, our latest drummer just all of a sudden was like, oh, I'm getting married. I can't play this December gig we've been planning for six months. I'm going to like South the South Pacific on my random within like two weeks. And his Mm -hmm. wife is pregnant. Now we're like, what? (laughs) So now we're like, okay, now we're calling like old drummers. Like, Hey, want to drum with us? Like, it's like freaking spinal tap, man. (laughs) So we can, drummers are enough. We horn players, like, yeah, (laughs) I'll play it on my guitar. Like, We did that for a while when we had like um, some tracks out in the world uh, that um, had horn lines, and then horn players would drop or couldn't make gigs. Um, it's hard. One yeah. one horn player got—he he, just—we had this whole show where none of the horn players showed up. Because I mean, this was in college. We had, we were so excited to be playing the show. We had, we rehearsed the night before. We kind of partied, and then one of the horn players passed out in the quad. And ended up in the hospital. Oh, he was shit. One of the horn players, we told him, we're like, Kyle, don't go. And he's like, I'm leaving. And like, another was horn, like, Dude, go to the water fountain. It's water always, fountain. it's always. Oh, no, I gotta go home. Water fountain. It's another, always a Kyle. It's always a Kyle. Always a Kyle. <laughs> and another horn player ended up in Jersey and like sat on his horn. I don't even know. And like, so we get to the show the next day, no horn players. We're like, okay. Mm, Great. <laughs> so I do. Where did the name "Not from Concentrate" come from? Like, how did that name come about? Um, our uh, 
drummer, our first drummer. 40 drummers ago. <laughs> um, who's still drumming. Joey G, shout yeah, it out. He lives, he lives down south now, he's a country drummer. It's what he always wanted to do. Um, yeah, true. Um, he, uh, he had the name um, from high school. And he had like drawn up like little like logos and stuff like that. And me and him were talking because um, we were both like freshman majors. And uh, and he's and I'm like and he's like you know I was like you want to start a band? I'm, you know, I'm like sure you know. Um, and he's like yeah I've had this name not from Concentrate. And I'm like cool. Let's run with it. <laughs> we tried to change it because we thought it was corny. It didn't work. People just kept saying not from Concentrate. We're like, all right, let's change it back. <laughs> it, it is a, a memorable name, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. We have like little oranges with hats and stuff sometimes, <laughs> you know, on old logos and whatnot. Now we're trying to be like a little bit more serious. Like we're not going to bring oranges to gigs and throw it at people. We did that. Oh yeah, we used to do that. We got yeah, in trouble for that. <laughs> we actually, that was fun. We used, to, we used to do like renegade shows on campus and like we would, yeah. would, like, we would take like the amps, um, Cause like I created a, a club, so we would have like a budget. Um, and also the music department desperately needed like amps and stuff. So, so basically we created a club to fund our band. <laughs> oh, I mean, I started a band so I could get in the local shows for free as long as I was opening. Like totally. Yes. I understand this a hundred percent. We wheel all the equipment down right by the campus center, plug into the nearest like academic building and just blast like our, our stuff. And we got one of our, uh, one of our 27 drummers that way. Oh yeah. Joma. <laughs> Uh, that's awesome. All right, so we are going to listen to a, um, a song from you all. Uh, this song is called Clark Kent. And uh, what can you tell us about this song? Uh, yeah, Clark Kent. So um, I'm actually transgender. And in 2020, I had surgery, top surgery. And I was laid up for a while. And I was watching a lot of Smallville. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm watching a lot of Smallville. And, you know, just all I could do is write or read or whatever. So I was writing some tunes and ended up, like, you know, having some Superman themes and, like, whatever. But I was, like, it felt like self-made man. Like, I'm a self-made man. Just, you know, put it all together. So it's it's it's, a, it's about my transition, largely. And just being proud and being, you know, happy. And, awesome. and everything's Superman. So Clark Kent was sounding better. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love uh, – I'm a big Superman fan. So, yes, Let's uh so let's listen to Clark Kent from Not From Concentrate. Here we go. Superman, but I'm caged 
of me I never got to know No, I never got to know So I Good song, good song. Heck of a song, for sure. Um, who did the artwork for the uh, for the song? Um, uh, for those who are just listening, the artwork features a sort of a traditional looking Superman pose, pulling open the dress shirt to reveal the S uh, with an you know, uh, and the person standing in orange uh, background. But uh, who who drew that, and how did it come together? Um, so I actually found this guy on Instagram that does, it's kind of like a uh, street style art, mm-hmm. you know? So I found him and I was like, it's really cool. And I was like, can you do me looking like Clark Kent, but the S is with the trans colors? Sure. Yeah. He's like, yeah. So it, a dude we never met came through and it's just like, hell yeah. yeah. It's it great. It's awesome. It's awesome. Um, yeah, and, uh, I definitely hear some grunge mixed, mixed with ska in there. What have, overall, what are some of, uh, y'all's, you know, influences? You can go first. Me first. Um, big, uh, biggest for me, like, really grunge is what hit home for me, like, at the end of the day. Like, Eddie Vedder, like I try to really like model my voice on him, especially as my voice has changed, which has been like an interesting journey. Um, if you listen to some old NFC, it's different. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, definitely. And like I said, like, you know, Green Day and like that kind of era of like 
not like early pop punk, like not pop punk, hmm. not like Jungler or anything, but like stuff like that. And and then like old school classic rock, like that's really my jam. Um, that's where I get most of my guitar styles from, things like that. Awesome. Um, for me, uh, definitely like grew up listening to like a lot of rap music. Um, uh, and uh, mainly because my father is a professional classical musician. So I was like, hmm, let me like, you know, so I had that like opera and and a lot of classical stuff um, being. He plays upright bass, by the way. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's also good. Um, and uh, so like, um, and then uh, in high school, um, started to get into like uh, rock, like punk when like American Idiot dropped um, and uh, like Alien Ant Farm also when like Smooth Criminal dropped um, a couple of years prior. Um, and then, uh, a f few friends of mine, they, um, uh, were like audiophiles and like got me into like weather report, um, and, uh, uh, Mahavishnu orchestra, stuff like that. Um, and, uh, and then I discovered Scott pretty soon after. So, um, yeah, we have a weird mix. Yeah. <laughs> weird. He loves Michael Jackson too. Like oh yeah, hard body. Yeah. I'm just like, wow. We have a very interesting collection. Yeah, like a couple of weeks ago, I like just played like all deep cuts. Of, well, you know, for Michael Jackson, deep cuts. And Jamie's like, what are you playing? I'm like, I don't want to hear any hit. I don't want to hear any hit. Girl <laughs> <laughs> is fine. But I don't want to hear Billy Jean anymore. You know, I get it. But I can't play my deep cut grunge. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna put on my 1,000 Mona Lisas, and you're gonna like it. You're gonna love it, okay? <laughs> on my mud honey vinyl. <laughs> nice. Um, what's something you all would like to see more of in the ska scene? I just want to see it continue to evolve. Like, I really love that something happened, something magical happened over 2020. And, like, bands really started coming back out of the woodwork. And, like, that's, you know, how we started connecting with, like, Jair and, like, that crew and stuff was, like, through Twitter and whatnot. So that's great. But it's, like, we'd really love, well, I'm sorry, I shouldn't speak for you. I would really love to see the scene continue to progress because it's, you know, times change. Like, I'm a high school teacher. I see what these kids listen to. I, I, I test it out on them. Like, sorry, they're granny pigs. So I'll put on different, you know, scars. And sometimes they'll be like, what is this polka music? And sometimes they'll be like, oh, this is cool. And I'm like, take mental notes. So it's like, you know, I think it's really cool. Like in Eichler's, like, it's not totally, totally my stuff. But I really hear where he's coming from. And he's really trying to push like what's popular and mix it with with ska elements and i think you know we're trying to do that too and there are a lot of bands out there that are really trying to do that you know and really like bring like in like guitars more than ever and like you know kind of mix it all up so i'd like just to see more of that like i don't want to just like traditional is amazing i love tradition like i've really grown to love a lot of the trad stuff but it's like give it a kick in the pants you know it's 2023 it's like let's go forward i just want to see I, I hope it like can stay like that because like you know obviously like on social media and stuff people are like oh it's like a fourth wave or third wave or something it's like god it's like be a wave you know because <laughs> right. like, it actually like, but that acts like it's died like when they say waves it's almost like it's gone away Scott's never gone away 
Like any hundred percent agree. Yeah. Ever, like, it, there's a wave of pop music. No, no. It's like pop music. Stop saying there's waves of ska. Ska. It just has. Like, con- okay. Like, sh- like I, there's I, only one time when Scott died, and that was like the like early seventies. Like it died in Jamaica, oh, but then right. like by the mid seventies, it started picking up in England. And since then, there's been ska somewhere in the world. Well, I so you have to. Th- Okay, so this is weird. I didn't want to get into the spate. So you have to think about how people think when they talk about waves. They're talking about times in which it was popular in the mainstream. Now, mainstream... Uh, But I will uh, amend that. Popular in the mainstream in America, Scars Worldwide, therefore, waves, terminologies... A lot of a lot yeah, of fallacies there, but but that's that's but American culture is where we have the conversation. So it's sort of like our own family talking about our own family. Like that's just sort of. But also, music does have wave. So does pop music because in the early '90s, grunge was housing like pop music was dead. Grunge and like hip hop, early '90s, all of it. And then no, pop- yeah, crunch came to fucking knock over yeah. rock and roll. And or what rock had become glamorous. So rock like pop music so pop music does have phases. Like it does. But oh, no, it's a eleven year cycle. Better. It's more of like I feel like Ska's the only one where it's like so like boxed. That's sure. that's that's sure. really like of course, of course. Music evolves. All music evolves. Yeah. But it's just like this idea of like it's we have to box ska and it's also completely irrelevant now because here's the thing pop culture has changed it doesn't function the same way anymore it's movies movies you know back in the 80s and even 90s would stay in the theaters for a year now you're lucky if you get four months so it's just a completely different even if you get it in the theater sometimes just like on these hbo max so it's a completely different culture it's a lot faster yeah so pop culture in general is completely different so that's why that conversation overall is irrelevant because pop culture doesn't exist the same way it did so you can't have a way notice like a lot of bands like won't even release full albums. They'll release singles and, and just release singles like every few months. To yeah. keep and that's up. like taking us back to the 50s, really, in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah just yeah. like yeah. the 70s. Yeah. And it's interesting because like, like, att- like the attention span of like ki- kids nowadays, it is different. <laughs> like they, yeah, they sure. won't sit and listen to a record. No, they won't. They listen, they listen to playlists at, at, at best. More like, right. a so- more like a soundtrack. Than, yeah. than what yeah. we can, um, you know, and whatever. Oh, yeah, don't put that on the kids. I grew up making mix CDs and mix tapes. Come no, on, no, no, that's the no, playlist no, of the no, old man, no, and I'm an old no. guy. I'm with you. I'm with you. But we Thank also you, Alan. Not also listen to full records. Like if you like to group, you know what I mean. So it's just. Yeah, like, I mean, I don't know anything about buying a bunch of records. <laughs> and CDs. As he has a bunch of CDs. Interesting behind to see people releasing just like singular songs yeah. as opposed to like the longer. Yeah. Longer, so. yeah, but my I- shoebox full of singles <laughs> disagrees with you. <laughs> but Alan, to your point, I get what you're saying. Like, because I made this point somewhere else in the uh, chat about a very similar version of this conversation. Where why do why do why can't ska hit that same place that like hip hop does, where it just stays a cultural thing, right? Why did it? I mean, because why- what's the culture of ska? 
like hip hop has an actual that's like an art movement of the black American culture. Sure, sure. Um ska is whoever wants to play ska. Yeah. You know, there's not much more behind it, unfortunately. Um, I, it used to be, you know, a celebration of the Jamaican culture, but let's face it, it hasn't been that for decades. decades. Sure. So I get it. I'm just saying, like, I sort of wonder that, too. Like, and, and there's nothing more than just the music with Scott in a lot of ways. With hip hop, there's a lot more going on. Sure. That's true. That's true. All right. Uh, it looks like Alan has something to add. I want to. Oh, <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was mentioning that recently. Just the last point is that he was saying, like, you know, a lot of other music, it, it was literature, art, and music were together with it. Yeah. And Scott, like, doesn't have anything but the music, like you guys were saying, yeah, which would yeah. be great if somehow <laughs> there was another aspect to it. You know, like, yeah. we've started, yeah. like, we bought stencils for a band. We've started graffitiing on shirts and on our bass drums and stuff like that. You know, just logos. We're like, let's try to bring this old stuff in. Like, you know, yeah. old New York City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and the one thing Scott does have going for it, other than different uh, genres, is that as long as, oh, according to me, RJ Phoenix only, if it's got a ska beat, it's a ska song. If it's intended to be a ska song. Like I'm, I don't really get too up in air. It's like, oh, that's more of a punk song with the, some ska in it. It's like, no. How do you guys feel about that? That's something I've been curious about. Like, so uh, ska beat is very distinct, right? Yeah, ska beat's very distinct, and like, I don't really care to. There, there's supposed to be some with like a climbing bass going on. I don't even get too much into that. If it's got the drum beat right and something's hitting the off beat, like the guitar or keyboards or even horns, like. That's what you need. You, you don't need horns, you know. Hey, you guys well know this. You, know, you all don't need <laughs> horns. You don't need a keyboard. You got something hitting that offbeat and the drums hitting on the two and the four. And if you're intending to make a ska song when you're doing that, as opposed to just intending to make whatever and then that happens, uh, yeah, that's a ska song. You're playing a ska song. <laughs> like, right. On purpose that, or on accident. <laughs> For me, it's as loose as that. And I know a lot of people don't agree with me, but this is also how I combat being like, that's a ska song versus that is a punk song with horns. Like there's a difference and the difference is the beat. And if it's got a fucking rock and roll four on the floor kind of beat. Yeah. I'm not going to in a million years, just because it has like five horn players on it. I'm going to say it's a ska song. Even if real big fish wrote it, I don't care. They wrote a great rock song with horns. Like we, we know we're a mixed bag. Like, you know, like Clark Kent did not have the ska beat, but we have other tunes that have the ska beat, you know, like we mix it up, you know, not everything has a ska beat, but everything has, you know, the guitar is always doing the upbeat kind of thing. Yeah. But, but yeah, we acknowledge that. Like, it's not ska per se, but it has elements. Yeah. And then keep listening to us. Other tunes are purely ska. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, before uh, we uh, get into um, uh, ska picks of the week, I do want to ask you, what all do you have coming up in the near future uh, for Not From Concentrate? Uh, obviously, you talked very early about your release in February um what can you tell us about that release and what else you got going on um yes like uh that's gonna be like our first um diy you know um uh like full you know it was an accident yeah well yeah (laughs) (laughs) 
he was just messing around. He, we were gonna actually just record like a, a cover for fun. It was gonna be Fortunate Son. Mm. Yeah. Um, and he goes, um, I did this thing. And he showed me <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's cool. And I dug out an old notebook from 2012. I was like, I think I have words for this. Then I wrote on a Greyhound bus and it was just like about like, you know, it's, it's basically just about like, you know, just missing, missing home. Like you don't have to go 2000 miles away, you know, to discover yourself. Sometimes you could do it just here. So it worked and it was like, wow, that was weird. How did we just make a song? Like it's never happened ever. I always come with a song, like I'm the primary songwriter. I'll come, be the, here's the chords, here's the general gist. And we kind of build off that. This is the first time it's like Alan started it. And it's just like, let's yeah. you know, see what happens. Yeah, I flipped the script on you. Like Jamie went out to like hang out with some friends or something. And I was just like here messing around. Um, and I had like Paul's like Scott tracks. Um, and I'm like, hmm. And I just like sat and just like, like we had uh, we have um like a old like 70s lowry organ mm-hmm. and i like Ooh, wow on that and like this is going to be our most traditional like, star song <laughs> yeah, wow like, it still doesn't have horns though and i'm like don't need them it's okay but it's like we have organ we have piano we have the scabby it's like i was it's in major i don't write in major i'm like what is this <laughs> So it's like wild, but we're excited, you know, because it really is just something that's we're not. It's 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 not a typical NFC, but I think you're gonna see another side of us, like see other things we can do, which yeah. is cool. You know, we're excited for people to be able to to see our versatility. So, uh, so it's like a two song EP kind of thing. No, it's just the one. We're and considering then, um... throwing a second on there. It's a cover. We're not sure. We're not sure, so yeah, maybe. Like we never, we've never done a cover, like outside of you know, like just bar gigs, you know, for cash. But um, yeah, uh, we might drop like one officially. Um, and uh, yeah, I've been like digging through like all of our old files and stuff, and I'm thinking we might actually like drop um an instrumental record this year. Um, uh-huh. just, like, get a bunch of like you know, um, uh, you know shed some of the songs that hadn't seen the light of day, give them some love and, you know. Well, that idea came from like a couple of gigs ago, my hand, so I have carpal tunnel, but mm-hmm. it's not terrible. It's not, but this gig for some reason just locked. And I just was like, uh-oh. So I was like, sing or play? Cause my brain can't do both right now. So words weren't happening. We were just playing one of our songs and people were just skanking and like in the pit and having a good time. We weren't, I wasn't singing anything. And at the end, Alan's like, yo, we don't, oh, maybe you don't always have to sing. <laughs> we can like start like, you know, almost like jam banding it. Like we, we like the Grateful Dead, you know, we're kind of like, it's another thing we're weirdly into. Like I'm wearing it. Like we have this silly star shirt <laughs> that somebody made for us. That's awesome. Yeah. That we've been, that's on our, one of our records that I try and, um, so it's like, we have this weird conglomerate of stuff and it's like, yo, why not jam band out sometimes? Yeah. You know, yeah. bands. awesome. But yeah. We have like, you know, a few singles here and there that we're going to pepper throughout the year. But we don't have a full EP that we're going to be dropping, minus the instrumental. Awesome. All right. Something to look forward to. Rad. Very much so. All right. So, uh, Scott Picks of the Week. Alan, why don't you tell us what your Scott Pick of the Week is? Um, You were the Westbound. Oh, um, yeah. Westbound Train, which is back. (laughs) Jamie's been playing my part as I've been doing. 
uh, other uh, other hats, unfortunately. Well, come, I have to, come and get it. Just come and get it. Yeah, that's what got me into Scott was Westbound training. Brought me to a show. So, uh, <laughs> Alan, what do, you, what do you like about the Westbound train? Um, I caught them at like a three floors of Ska, um, a lot, like, you know, 08, 09. Um, and I mean, just like their live show was like really, really cool. And, um, like Jamie's first Ska love was Hub City Stompers. So that speaks a lot about our personalities. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, like they just had a really, really captivating live show, a lot of energy. Um, I'd never seen that many people like be that into songs that chill and, you know, um, like soulful so i was like cool you know and we were at this release this, yeah we were this at record the, release like the new york premiere and they were like for that record, handing yeah. out the, the the vinyl the singles like hotcakes wow. one of their members wow. waiting after the show like come 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 and get it come and get it <laughs> <laughs> okay, all, right. Got it. <laughs> all right so uh let's take a listen to a westbound train with come and get it Yes, uh, Westbound Train is definitely quickly becoming one of my favorites. Uh, yeah. Good. That's all I have <laughs> to say. know them. Yeah. They hadn't been, they, they, they dropped off the map. Yeah. yeah. And they just released a record in the fall. Yeah, they did it like, yeah. Over, oh, but yeah. They, yeah. It was like a whole yeah, that, they were definitely the surprise record of uh, 2022. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jamie, why don't you tell us about your Scott pick? So, I picked My Checkered Present by Eichler's um like I said a little bit before like at first you know I heard Eichler's I was like I don't know this is not really my my, my jam it sounds like very Gen Z to me um <laughs> aging ourselves a little bit weird about Gen Z um but I was like you know what let's let's let me let me dig a little deeper with this guy because he's really really present in the scene he's really like you know I don't know. He's, he's just like really supportive. He's exactly what you want in the Scott scene. So I was like, let me give him more of a chance. And I just really dig where he's going with it. I'm excited to see where, you know, what more he does. All right. So here's my checkered present by Eichler's.
right, there's Eichlers with a Christmas song in January. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a good song. It, it's a fun song. I because always bring in the good ones. Very different. All Very right, different. so uh, my ska pick is from a band called Noise Complaint, and uh, it is a song called uh, Off the Fence. And uh, we're going to listen to a clip right now. Here we go. I was listening to uh, their split uh, with the Upfucks, and uh, I really like Noise Complaint. And uh, yeah, it's a good uh, good split. And uh, if you haven't listened to that f- full album um, and haven't checked out Noise Complaint, you should. All right. RJ, why don't you tell us about your ska pick? Well, I made this my ska pick just so uh, I can keep these ska news a little open and also because you're going to get sick of me talking about this band by the time their album comes out. But the Pops put out a new uh, single the other day called Liquidator uh, 2023. Uh, The album comes out in February. It's called Bottom of the Pops, and it may or may not be uh, one of my favorite tracks off the album. So uh, here it is for all you to listen to now. Loving the Pumps have been uh, checking out their back catalog. Uh, Hell yeah, I know it's RJ once again on his Sky New Wave trip, but it's hey, it. we're playing with them on the tenth. Oh yeah, we're really hyped. Yeah, nah, hell yeah! Awesome. So that's gonna be cool. We you we, give uh, Alex a big old hug for us. We will, we will, and they're from Boston too. Yes, yeah, we have two Boston bands on this ska pick list. Nice, awesome. Well, uh, we thank you all for joining us, uh, Jamie and Alan. We appreciate you joining us this week. It means a lot. Thank you. Yeah. 
And uh, uh, listeners, if you want to hear more from Jamie and Alan, we're going to record a little bit of an extra bonus episode right now. So if you want to sign up for our Patreon, maybe we, maybe we'll get more into uh, Waves of Ska and uh, what makes Ska Ska. And uh, so, yeah, so sign up for our Patreon. It's $4 a month. You get at least two bonus episodes, uh, 10% off merch, and all that fun stuff. Support uh, Ska! (laughs) Yes, support Ska. And uh, all right. So, listeners, of course, thank you for... Oh, I was a little early there. Thank you for listening to our show and uh, supporting us any way you can. And as always, until next time... Keep listening to Ska. You've been listening to On The Upbeat. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you get all the new episodes as soon as they're available. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at On The Upbeat Ska. Follow our Spotify playlist, Ska Favorites. It features all the songs heard on the show. Please consider joining our Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash ska to sign up today. And thank you for supporting On The Upbeat. Indictment of the public school system. Jake, Gina. No way, Mikey J. Amy, this is Mike Joseph, AKA the lead funk bassist for my legendary ska band, Skalvester Scalone. We had one song, oh. Stop or my mom will scat. Stop or my mom will scat. Whoa, man, we were so bad. I can't believe we thought we were gonna make it. So what have you been up to, man? Well, I'm still trying to get the music thing started. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Never give up. Anyway.